Hey guys, welcome to the Geeks Corner podcast. I'm your host, Josh Walker. To my virtual left, we've got Ben Davies. To my Hello. right is Jake Mullen. Hello. Uh, just to, to give you folks an idea of what we went through to, to organize all this, uh, Ben, why don't you tell us what time it is where you are? It is um, <coughs> half eight in the morning, eight p.m. half 8.30 p.m. in Britain. That would be a.m. <laughs> it's that early. Uh, Jake, how about you? What time is it where you are? Uh, 6.30 uh, in the evening, so it's yeah, not bad. It's 12.30 at night here. It is very late. I'm very tired, <laughs> but we're doing this. Yeah. This is a, this is a truly global podcast uh, tonight. <sighs> and you guys get the raw are... end. What's that? <laughs> Yeah. You guys get the raw end of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here the whole time. <laughs> You're just oh. like, oh, dinner time. <laughs> All right. I, I literally got up like 20 minutes ago, so I'm just not. I'm still waking up. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you got to sleep. Uh, <laughs> anywho, uh, today's podcast is about Deadpool. Um, the movie just came out, what, a week ago? And it is exploding the internet uh i I think that's the technical term uh i have written down here all of the various records that it has broken so far let me just list some off we've got biggest opening for an r-rated film biggest fox opening uh and to put that into perspective the record that it just broke was set by star wars episode three revenge of the sith oh okay Having uh, sat in line for 15 hours to see that movie opening night, I can tell you that was a big freaking deal. That movie was huge, and this one, I think it it didn't uh, it didn't break the record by a phenomenal amount, like a million dollars, but still, it broke the record. Uh, we've got biggest feature directorial debut, Tim Miller. This is his first movie. Uh, we've got biggest Valentine's Day opening, biggest Thursday and Friday for an R-rated film, biggest January and February opening, biggest Russian debut, that <laughs> one is a little odd, and the biggest IMAX 2D R-rated opening. So it's just, it's breaking all kinds of records, and honestly, having seen it, totally get why. It was, yeah. that was a great can movie. I j- can I just say something about the opening of the film? Go ahead. It was, um, it's this weird thing that seems to happen with superhero films in that they seem to either come out over here in Britain, they either come out before it in America or like a long time after they release in America. Cause I've we noticed got that. Yeah, we got, um, cause it, the big thing about Deadpool is all the trailers online saying it was opening on Valentine's Day and now that was the Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I and a group of friends, uh, at uni here, we were we wanted to go and see it opening night, so we were looking, and we realized that, like for us, we went to see it. It, it was opening on Wednesday, hmm. the Wednesday before Valentine's Day. So in theory, we were going to the midnight showing on Tuesday. So it was really weird because we'd seen it, and everyone was still waiting and being hyped for it on the internet, and we mm. were just kind of. I was like, I, I've seen it, pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, um, I've noticed that uh, Europe, a lot of times, will get, uh, like, our really big movies, sometimes just, like, the day before. 
Mm. And it's just like, what? Because, <laughs> you know, uh, I think you guys got, like, Star Wars, the last couple of Star Wars movies, like, the day before. Um, and yeah, I, I, I can't I remember other things off. I think yeah, Star Wars came out about the same, the, the new uh, episode 7 came out, I think, I think it was maybe a day after it came out. It came oh, yeah. out a day after the American release here, I think. I can't remember that one. Mm. But, um, yeah, um, off, it's not Deadpool, but Age of Ultron came out two weeks before. Nope. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, it came out. I remember seeing it a long time. Because I remember going on Reddit to want to talk about it, and it said, you cannot talk about mm. Age of Ultron until this day and i was like oh well yeah it always seemed uh really strange that like uh movies that ma- were made here would be released so much earlier in other countries like you kind of feel yeah. i don't know well, the thing is, possessive sure. of them like hey they're ours we should get them first you know yeah i'm not sure um i think if I, there might be something about if a something is filmed in partly in Britain, then it has to release at a certain time. Because I know part of Age of Ultron was in Britain, was filmed in Britain. I don't know if, I don't know if Deadpool filmed, like, was it, was uh, the sets? No, as far as I know, Deadpool was filmed in, like, Canada or something. Yeah. yeah Which, no, I mean, I suppose the Queen's still on their money, so. <laughs> <laughs> Technicality, maybe? Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was weird because everyone was talking about how good it was on the opening night, and... It wasn't old news to me because I, I was happy to talk about it online and things like that, but it was kind of, I'd already seen it a few days mm. previous, so it was that kind of, it had settled in for me, and not that there's, we'll get onto this later, but it's not that there's bad parts to the movie, but when, when you see a movie first, you kind of look over the bad stuff or the stuff that you didn't like as much. Mm-hmm. But then, because everyone was talking about how good it was on the opening night in America, I'd already seen it. Um, I'd already seen it a few days prior, so I was, I'd had a bit of time to mull over it and was pointing some stuff that maybe wasn't, maybe underdeveloped things mm-hmm. out, and everyone was going, "Oh yeah, that's that's a good point, actually." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually kind of the opposite. Where when I see a movie. The first time, I tend to be really generous with it, and I kind of just focus on the stuff that I really liked, and then it's subsequent views that I start being able to see things that maybe didn't work as well. Yeah. Uh, So, like, for me, I'm sure, you know, watching it a few more times, I might see some jokes that didn't really land, or, you know, pacing and whatnot. But for me, I... I loved this movie. I loved it so much. I oh yeah, just I, having I seen it, it well. one time, there was no part of that movie that I was not like in <laughs> love with. I was never bored. I I thought that every joke hit perfect. Like it was just, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I've seen it twice now, and I think the second time, I I you kind of say that uh, there's a few jokes. You kind of notice the jokes that don't land as well and things yeah. like that, but. <laughs> I've seen it twice now, and it is, like, I was laughing as hard the second time around. Like, I was, even though I knew, every, like, all the jokes, because I, I have a very good memory for film, um, mm-hmm. I, I knew quite a lot of the jokes, um, I was still laughing at them, because it's a genuinely funny film as well. Yeah, um, 
I was, uh, I saw it with my siblings, and, mm. um, my sister, who knows absolutely nothing about Deadpool, I don't even think she'd heard of Deadpool, uh, she loved it. She loved it so much. And, like, she likes the comic movies, like, you know, X-Men and stuff like that, but she doesn't yep. read comics or, or anything like that, and um, I, I highly doubt that she or, like, any of her friends, you know, are into the whole kind of Deadpool craze that has taken over the internet, and, yeah. you know, Deadpool kind of has inhabited this very special corner of the internet for a while now, since long yeah. before the movie, and I like she's never been involved yeah. in any of that. It's like his so the Deadpool coming fans in com are... completely ignorant of anything to do with Deadpool. She was just basically there for it looked funny, and she yeah. absolutely loved it. Like she was cracking up the whole time, and I think that really speaks to how well uh, they were able to portray the character and, and oh, yeah. make this movie that it would appeal to people yeah. who had absolutely no idea who this character was because the, also, the writing like... was not so esoteric that you had to read the comics to understand the jokes. Yeah. It was just, it was a really funny movie that yeah. if you had read the comics, you would have appreciated it that much more, but you didn't have to read the comics yeah. to appreciate I, it. Also, from like the comic book standpoint, that it's like almost a well, it's not. I'd say it's about it's not a perfect adaptation because there are things there, but the things they changed for the film are understandable because they're like small details about because it is an origin story. The film spoilers to anyone who hasn't seen the film, but it's an origin story about how it becomes Deadpool. There's um, a few few things they've changed. Like he was originally part of the Weapon X program. He's right. not in this film. Now that is uh, for people listening who may not be familiar with the the uh, the Marvel universe. This is actually something that I do know, even though I'm not. Yeah. I don't read Marvel. The Weapon X program is the Canadian government program uh, that created Wolverine. Correct? They're the ones yes. who uh, who uh, fused the adamantium to. Wolverine's skeleton and gave him yeah. his claws. And they've rehashed Deadpool's origin a few times. Or rebooted it or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it's closer to what they did in the film where they unlock his mutant potential by torturing him. But then there's other ones where he he will like he got his mutant healing factor from like it was kind of transferred over from Wolverine. So he really? kind of like, they spliced the DNA out of Wolverine. This hmm. is what I believe. Um, because I've not read all the origins, but um, they spliced the DNA out of Wolverine and put it into Wade Wilson, and because of his DNA, when they put it in, it goes haywire, and mm -hmm. his cancer goes, like, really, really strong. So mm -hmm. that's why he's got a really, really messed up face and body. Yeah, um, I did because... I'm a nerd, and I always do this. Uh, stuff like... Mostly Marvel stuff, because I don't read the Marvel comics. I pretty much just... I enjoy the films, but I'm yeah. more of a DC person when it comes to the comics. Um, so, like, when there's a new movie coming out, a lot of times I'll just... I'll hop on Wikipedia and research the crap out yeah. of it. And um, I think one of the things that I read was that his... Uh, uh, regeneration, mutation, whatever, 
it also affected his cancer cells, so it didn't yeah. it didn't cure his cancers. It made his cancer cells also basically immortal, so that's why yeah. he, he he's covered in like tumors and stuff. It's yeah. it's he has the cancer but he, it can't can, kill him, but likewise he can't kill it. Yeah, his healing factor is makes him survive the cancer, but then it also helps the cancer grow, which just covers his body, but he still can't die from that. Right. And which has I, think, to... I think it's implied that he's like in constant pain yes. because of it. That's that that is like not explicitly said, but in the comics I think that is pretty much fact. Mm-hmm. They didn't say it in the film, but they said it's pretty much fact in the comics. Now, um what does this all have to do in the comics uh with his obvious insanity like was he like this you know breaking the fourth wall and stuff like that was he like this well, I before think, i think it's um it's in the comics it is where he he goes through so much pain because of the cancer and it's growing mm-hmm. all the time and he can feel it. he just sort of goes insane and if you look at it <clears throat> if you think about it from inside the marvel comics universe he's a guy that is turning away if you're in a conversation with Deadpool he'll turn away and talk to someone who isn't there and things like that like it's kind of well it's stated that although he's talking to the reader and he knows he's in a comic book within the actual universe itself he's insane and he thinks right. that he's inside a comic book which that's actually one of the things that I think the movie didn't get from the comic books like in the comic books it's implied that he's a lot more insane whereas in the film he was he was funny and he was witty and he was doing crazy things but he's like got three in the comics he's got three voices mm-hmm. yeah like two in his well, head and one that it's it's to be fair in a in a movie it's really difficult to uh, yeah. uh I understand portray like an, uh, an inner monologue kind of thing yes and I actually thought that it it did a pretty good job um, with the fourth wall breaks, and oh, we'll, we'll talk about those later, like our our favorite ones. But just in general, I was a little worried because I knew that the character broke the fourth wall. And I was a little worried that they they wouldn't translate that well to you know the visual medium. Yes. Uh, but I thought they did a really good job. Like just just. The little thing, and again, we'll 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 discuss specific ones later. But I thought that you know, I thought they did a good job of of making the character um, realize that he was in a movie, yeah, and making the audience understand that he realized he was in a movie, and mm. it just it it fit. I thought they did a good job with it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about maybe the story of the film because. And the characters? Uh, yeah, go for it. What do you have to say on the uh, on the um, subject? Uh, well, I'll start with the characters because, well, even in the trailer, it's a massive spoiler that um, uh, Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead are in best the... Best name ever, by the way. Yeah, absolutely the best name ever. Uh, she's not in that much of the comics. I've not actually read Negasonic Teenage Warhead, but I know that that's not her power. Mm, yeah. Like, they basically just took her and made her power whatever they wanted so but that, i'm fine with that because she's a very small character and they do it all the time on other comic book movies and tv shows and things like that yeah i um because again nerd i did some research uh and looked her up uh, apparently she 
was one of Jean Grey's like favorite students, and she was in yeah. the, in the comics. She is a psychic character, right? Um, now, do you know if there's like a lot of backlash? I haven't seen any backlash, but do you know if there's any backlash from like comic fans? Like, hey, they basically uh, just took this character's name and then no, slapped no. it on a completely new character, or do are there's been like one or two trolls online that I've seen, but everyone's but seems generally to be fine positive. Okay, everyone's Cause... like, oh, I, we understand why you took this character. No one really knew about because mm-hmm. I actually hadn't heard of her before the trailers. Um, uh, I'm not a massive uh, saying this. I'm not a massive X Men fan. I've read Deadpool and I've read some X Men, but I I've not like I don't get the monthly comic or anything like that. But so I didn't know who she was and. I read up about her, like like you did, and I was I was fine with how they did her. Mm-hmm. She was really she was, and the actress was really good as well. Well, and she like, would have been kind of useless if she was just psychic. Yes, and honestly, it it kind of seems like they chose the character for the name because that's such a wacky, crazy name that of oh, course yeah. that would be paired Absolutely. with <laughs> with Deadpool. Yeah. I mean, and and I mean because of course you had to have that moment where she says her name. And he yeah. comments on it, which, with with what the audience is thinking, which is yeah, it's like, oh my god, that is the best name ever. <laughs> yeah, and Colossus as well, which is, and he was fantastic as well. Yeah, I I liked that he was kind of like the dad, mm. and kind of just like you know, come on, Deadpool, there's a hero <laughs> inside of you, you know. And then, yeah, he was like then... the sort of such a good, <laughs> nice person. He really like was. When, I, I liked him a lot. I thought he was a good. Um, yeah. uh, I guess you'd call him the straight man to yes. to Deadpool. Well, that's and that is exactly who he is in the comics as well. Is he? Uh, yeah, he's he's always the straight man, the sort of the nice guy in the comics of the X Men. Like he does not want to get in fights. The only reason he's on the X Men is because he has his powers. So he's just a nice Russian guy in hmm. o- in other in other words. All right, let's see if we can hear from Jake. He's been having some connectivity issues. Yeah, Jake, you there? Seems... Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> you sound so <laughs> so downtrodden. <laughs> we were talking, me and Josh were talking for an hour after this, before this. Yeah. No problems whatsoever. As soon as he hits the record button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we were talking well, about the... We've just been kind of talking about our our general feelings about the movie um and you've seen the movie once twice uh just once so what what are your kind of just overall impressions as a a non-comic reader uh, well non-deadpool comic anyway just as a just as a movie fan what are your impressions of the movie um i i thoroughly enjoyed it to be honest it was probably the least uh, anticipated movie of the year for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's nothing against the character or anything. It's just when I watched the trailer, it didn't appeal to me that much, and it didn't look as funny as the movie was. But I saw it anyway, and um, end up having the best time I've had watching a movie in a long time. Actually, about five years. Just I'm that the fun of watching it all unfold and yeah. it's it's a sight to see it i mean i have my my uh problems with it and it's nothing major as a movie guy mm. 
the fourth wall stuff is kind of cringeworthy. I didn't mind, you know, the huge open mask like, and all that. Like, or how they pulled it off? Like, do you not like the fourth wall breaks the, in general, the literal, or do you not like how they did it? The literal fourth break, the fourth wall breaking. So, the the Hugh Jackman stuff, fine. I thought that was hilarious. The fact when he, like, turned the camera and was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Just as a movie fan, to me, that was kind of cringeworthy. <laughs> oh, see, that that was some of my favorite stuff, just because yeah. that fit perfectly with what I knew of Deadpool and how he breaks the fourth wall. Like, in the comics, he is aware that he is a fictional character in a comic yeah. book. And so he does stuff like that. And I, uh, like I was telling Ben, um, I was really wondering how they were going to translate that into a movie you know, into, into the film, and I thought that they did a really good job of making yeah. the audience aware that he is aware that he's in a movie. And so, like, when, right. he, when he moved the camera away or, like, when the, when the gum got stuck to the screen, like, I thought that was hilarious. And the 16 wall break. That was one of the... That was a good line. <laughs> the fourth wall inside the fourth you, wall. I, I thought it was hilarious. It's just, I don't know, as, like I said, as a movie fan in general Mm -hmm. sometimes when you get into it and like i didn't it's like oh hey it's like oh but they just pulled you out maybe a little bit i I yeah exactly i think i understand what you mean they're like cheap jokes that he's making and you laugh at them but they are in essence cheap jokes well i think the film the film understood i think like the film was telling you look we know these are cheap but like this is the character like he understands that he's a very sort Mm. of one-liner character he's gonna just throw one liner after one liner out at you and things like that yeah i mean that's the problem i had is when they announced oh deadpool movie it was like how are they going to handle this (laughs) this doesn't sound great but they they did they had a perfect balance Mm. with the fourth wall breaking stuff and story and even funny and uh serious moments i love the fact that they switched back from mm-hmm. you know the yeah the the fight scene and you know his backstory was amazing yeah, yeah i really i like cool. that yeah the first act was basically him telling the story i thought that was really cool i was genuinely shocked when the movie opened with him already deadpool and then he's like you know sit down kitties i'm gonna tell you a story I'm like oh okay mm, this is how yeah. it's and i i thought that was a really cool way of doing it I- I thought the film did basically, because it, it obviously it had a lot of, it was an, basically an action film first, and then there was a lot of there was quite a lot of romantic stuff in it as well, and I thought it handled the action was fantastic in the film, and I actually thought the romantic stuff was dealt with really well. Like yeah, you're invested in like you're invested in it. You're like you want them, like you obviously you kind of know. Mm-hmm. Spoilers! You kind of know that they're gonna be together because it's a superhero film, <laughs> but then it's a Deadpool film, so you don't know if she might die or something like that. But you're watching it, and you like you genuinely care for him trying to get her back. Yeah, I thought that it was uh, it was probably the best like romance story, love story, or whatever that I'd seen in a really long time. Because normally yeah. that's not really my thing. I kind of just roll my eyes at it. But like you said, I was genuinely like invested in this, and yes. I think because because both characters were so strong, it wasn't yeah. just like, 
oh, yeah. girl goes after guy or guy goes after girl. Like they, and usually one or the other is more uh, developed. I thought they were both really, I, I was invested in both of their stories. I liked them both as characters. And yeah. I, I, I genuinely wanted both of them to be together because they both made each other happy. And it was just, it, they, I thought it was brilliant that they hid this really, really good love story inside this insane, yeah. wacky action movie. Yeah, I thought it was just really good. Yeah, and I like that they, they didn't shy away from having the horrific stuff in it as well. Like, you know, when he changes and, like, his skin, like... You know, when he's in the tank and right. they're depriving of oxygen. He says, you thought this was a love film. Well, this is a horror film. Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't... Like, as much as it's not really a horror film, like, that scene was... And it's not the goriest thing I've seen on... Uh, and not the scariest thing I've seen on film, but it's it was definitely a horrific scene. Like, you're watching it and, like, you're watching him scream as his, right. like... Well, because we just spent, like, you know, yeah. the last ten minutes watching him get tortured in various yeah. ways. And it's like, this is getting dark. Mm. <laughs> Where are the laughs? The laughs mm. weren't coming for a little while. Yeah. But then well, he would, he, you know, you know, they take the gag off and he'd be like, you got something in your teeth. And you're like, oh, there they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say, this is the only, f the, the second film I've been to. Where there has been applause during the film. Really? That there was a few jokes that were so good. <laughs> like, they weren't, like, rounds in, like, the entire cinema, but there were, like, people, like, laughing and, like, where you could tell they were, like, running out of air and they were, like, clapping because it was so good. I think the one joke that comes to mind is right at the very end when she takes his mask off. <laughs> and he has a huge Jackman. Yeah. Like, that was the one bit that everyone just looked. I think because everybody sort of realizes at the same time, he had to have had that on the entire fight. Yeah. So it's the just... entire, like, boss fight, he's wearing his mask, and underneath that, he's got this stupid, cut-out Hugh Jackman paper mask stapled to his face. <laughs> and it's just like, what are you doing? It was just so good. And then uh, there was another... Oh, there was one... I remember there was like three times or something that there was the people... That was like people clapping at it. I think the first time... You know when you get the first flashback to when he's a, uh, a mercenary? Mm -hmm. And he's in that guy's flat and he, he orders the pizza. You know when... Um, uh, I think I memorized the line because it was such a funny line. He... He says, oh, don't worry, I've got a soft spot. And they all start laughing. Obviously, he's laughing genuinely, and the other two guys are laughing really nervously because he's got right. a gun pointed at both of them. And then he pushes the pizza delivery guy against the wall, and he just goes, but you'll also find out I have some hard spots. <laughs> that came out wrong. Or did it. And just kisses him on the cheek. Yeah. That was, like, the first time everyone was like... Because there were some jokes people didn't get. Like, a lot of people... My my actual favorite line in the film is uh, where I think Colossus says, we're going to take you to Xavier, and then Deadpool goes, which one, the McAvoy or Stuart? Yeah, McAvoy or Stuart. That one, that might have been my favorite line, too. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I found myself laughing at that line for basically the rest of the movie, and then even yeah. a little while later after the movie was over, I would just yeah. think of it, but there and were I would people just start laughing again. 
yeah, there were people in the cinema that um, like they didn't get that because I I understand that you that people go and see these films and they they enjoy them and then they come home and they just saw a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I really like comic films. I like follow the development of them when they're announced. So and I like see who which actors are being cast and which roles. But so to me that was a really funny line. Whereas that was the funniest line in the film. Whereas like the point where he pushes the guy up against the wall and talks about the hard spots, that was the first point where everyone just laughed. Mm-hmm. Like that was the first point where everyone could like well, could get the that's, joke. That's what I was talking about earlier, how how this film it it really it has something for everyone. Mm. Like there were jokes in there that I'm sure I didn't get because I don't read the comics. So there were references yeah. and stuff that I don't get. But there are also jokes that, just as a person, I thought were funny. There were jokes that, you know, as someone who mm. uh, somewhat follows the the movies and like uh, at least enough to know, you know, the cast and all that. So yeah. the McAvoy Stewart thing I found funny. It just it hit that it basically threw so many jokes at you that no matter who you were, some of them were going to stick. Yeah, and I think that's really smart. Because it ensures think, that basically everybody has a good time yeah. who sees that movie. But the thing is, we've been talking about the comedy part of it. We haven't talked about like the clever parts in the action, like with the twelve bullets at the beginning. Like that's yes. that's really good. Like that sequence was brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember the other line that everyone loved. Um, that everyone clapped at the third line, and it was when he goes to the mansion mm. and he goes to get <laughs> Colossus and Negus. Like you know what I'm gonna say, and yeah. he just goes. He goes. Such a big house. There's a, why is there only two of you? It's like the studio couldn't afford any more yeah. characters. It was just... Oh. And the o- opening titles as well. People love them. The opening titles, oh, as soon as... They set the tone. Yeah, they set the tone so perfectly. And it's like, seeing the opening titles, you knew you were... You knew what you were in for, and mm. you knew you were going to love it. I've never seen a movie yeah. forego the opening titles... For a joke before. Mm. Like, ever. And there was not a single name in those I, opening credits. I can't think of a film that has done that. But, yeah. I can't, I'm, I, I'm sure I've seen either a TV show or a film that has done it, mm-hmm. but not to that extent. <laughs> yeah, like, this was a film that did not take itself seriously. It just had fun. Yeah. And I think that was the really smart way to go. I mean... Yeah. You saw the marketing. The marketing oh, God, yeah. for this movie was absolutely brilliant. Uh, I mean, well, the, the thing the, is, it was. I saw an interview with Ryan Reynolds, and it was just because he was. I think he was a producer or an executive producer on the film as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like he was sat there, and he goes, "Okay, I want. I want I'm. Chal- I'm going to challenge you. Can you do this?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll do anything." Like you know, you know the one that's got the skull, the poop, the, the, the poop, and the L. It was yeah. I mean, who thought of that? That person it, needs I to think, raise. I think it was... Well, that was... I think Ryan Reynolds said that that's how they... In text, when they didn't want someone to know that what they were talking about, they'd put that... Oh, yeah? To, like, refer to the character. And so the, the, he went up to the marketing people and goes, you know what would be funny if you put a billboard, billboard. with this on it? And then it did it. <laughs> yeah, it's just the, the marketing for this movie was so great. Like, how... For the, le- uh, the few weeks yeah. leading up to the opening... 
they started marketing it like a romance, putting out like those posters and stuff, framing it oh, like a love yeah. story. It's just like the the marketing team for that movie just they did their job so well. Yeah. And they were just as silly with the marketing as the movie was itself. And it, it fit perfectly. It was it was just perfect. And yeah. like I'm sure like I said, you know, subsequent viewings, I'm sure I'll be able to see its faults. But yeah. right now, like, goddamn, I just, I loved it so much. And I was expecting to like it. I wasn't expecting to love it. And it wasn't just that I thought it was funny. It's a, cut out the, the comedy stuff. It's a genuinely good movie. Mm. It's a fun movie. It's a good movie. It's got a good story. I think the it's pro- got well, I think, a good I think... central story. And it's got a good, like, uh, uh, the, the love story. It's just the acting is great the cinematography is yeah. great it's just a great movie yeah i think um you said about the story's good but the story is nothing special if you know what i mean like no it's, it's a not. very generic it, it is it, it's a generic it's it's generic in a wealthy way like it's the same origin story gets the girl defeats the bad guy mm-hmm. and things like that and teams up with a few but it's done few well. friends. yeah it's done well but I think that's one of the problems I have. And as much as it, it was like, oh yeah, this is a generic superhero movie. We're making fun of that. It kind of still was a generic superhero movie. Does that make sense? It was like, yeah. it was making but fun think, of the fact it was. Do you think maybe that was another joke? Like, yeah, they're going to make fun of the fact, uh, they're going to make fun of superhero movies. Yeah, well, this is like an they're also going loop. to be a superhero movie. This is, yeah, it's like an infinite loop. It's like, we're, take, we're taking the mick, we're making fun of this uh, superhero genre by doing it in the way that they all do it. Because, I mean, you got to figure that they things. would be conscious yes. of that. Like, they wouldn't they yeah. wouldn't make those jokes without realizing that they, they did yeah. apply. So I'm wondering if, if that was just a really deep joke. I, I think it was, but then, like, thinking about it... Where, where, Maybe like, it just didn't hit as well as they hoped or something. Yeah, it's like, this is a bit off topic now, but it's like, if you've ever heard or played the game Spec Ops The Line, mm-hmm. it's... Have you heard of that game? I've never heard of that game. <laughs> okay, it is... I, I don't want to spoil it, because I really... You've got to play it to understand what it's about, but in essence, it's really... it's You play it and you're like, oh, it's a third-person shooter about going into Dubai and taking down terrorists. But then it just turns into this, like this commentary on video games and this but not in a not in a funny way like in a really dark way and like this commentary on war and this commentary on ptsd and it's like you're playing That's not it going, what i look for in video games no but it's like but then it was such a good it was like such a generic third person shooter hmm. that people some people didn't get that it was a, a, like a dark parody like I don't think that people, some people won't get that the fact that it is a superhero movie is a parody of superhero movies. Some people won't get that as well. Well, some people also didn't get that they shouldn't bring their eight-year-olds to the movie. There are just some people who... (laughs) It was... Were there uh, a lot of kids in the theater when you saw it over there? Because there were kids in the theater when I saw it over here. You are... Even if you, even if your parents bring you, you're not allowed into 
because uh, the rating system in Britain's different to oh, really? what it is in America. Uh, yeah, we've got. I'll go. This is just a quick thing. We've got U, which is everyone. PG, that is parental guidance. So I think like the Toy Story films are a U. I think Wally was a PG and things like that. Um, like, and then there's twelve, which is what all superhero films basically are. Twelve, twelve A, which is where. If you're under, you can't go in if you're under twelve unless you have someone over eighteen with you, or over twelve with you. Um, but then above that, you've got fifteen and eighteen, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if you're with anyone; you cannot get into a fifteen or an eighteen if you are below fifteen or eighteen. Oh, see, that's smart. Let's see, for us, yeah. we've got G, which is basic Disney movies, PG. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have PG-13, uh, which I think they're allowed, like, one fuck or something. And then we've got R. Uh, well, because, like, um, Days of Future Past. uh, Yeah, that was the 12, that's the 12 rating. Like, I think, no, it wasn't Days of Future Past, it was, um, First first Class class. had Mm. Hugh Jackman in it for, like, 12 seconds and he just said, fuck off. And... Side note, I watched that film the other day again. Oh, yeah. Pretty pretty good <laughs> film. It's a fantastic film. It was all right. I think Days of Future Past was better. But that's <sighs> another topic. So, you know, uh, that was their, their one F-bomb yeah. for the movie. And they could still keep it PG-13. And then you have R, which is um, no one under 17 is admitted without okay. a guardian. So you can go if you're under 17 but only if you're if you're with a parent. And yeah. I just, I don't, I don't understand. And if you think that your kid is old enough to see this movie, wait until it's on Blu-ray. Yeah, I think this, because there was a the big thing about give it a PG-13 cut, I, that was everywhere on the internet as well. Like, people making fun of parents wanting a PG-13 cut. Mm-hmm. And after seeing the movie, I to be honest... It's not, like, I, I I don't have any siblings, but if I had, like, a younger sibling who was, like, maybe 12 or 13, mm. I think I'd probably, I'd probably happily show him that. Like, I'd probably happily be okay with him seeing that. Well, because it's mostly language and violence. There's nothing too traumatizing, yeah. but there's it's like, like... Well, there's like, a, there's, like, a silhouette of Ryan Reynolds' penis in, like, two... In two well, shots. and then there's the whole strip club scene where you pretty much see everything. Yeah. Which, surprise, surprise, that was Stanley's favorite cameo <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That that was that was a, they got some cheers. When I like, saw gee, it. the 93 year old man's favorite cameo was when he was surrounded by naked women. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. It was just hearing Stanley like say all the stuff that goes on in a strip club. It was so funny. I <laughs> just like. I don't know about you guys. I am actually a little disappointed, and by a little I mean very disappointed, that Stan Lee's cameo wasn't as Stan Lee. Like, Deadpool yeah. should have been like, hey, aren't you Stan Lee? And they should yeah. have been like, what? Because well, that was, a, that was the joke. That was the joke that was running up to the film. Was when it? When it, was it was what I'd see everywhere. It was on like Facebook. Like, um, it needed... Like, that's, that would have been perfect. It was... People when when it was announced, people were going. You realize that if Stanley cameos in Deadpool, 
Deadpool will, re- will recognize him. Right. And everyone was like saying that would be really cool. And I was very disappointed it didn't happen, but that's a minor I mean, point. I guess to be fair, I don't think he actually saw Stanley in that movie. Yeah. Like they were in the same room, but mm. I don't think he saw him, so we we've, we've got hope for Deadpool too. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz Stan well, I mean, assuming he's still doing cameos, then yeah. he's he's getting pretty old. He's not going to die anytime soon. <laughs> All right, so yeah, um, lip us all. <clears throat> do you, do you were, think uh, it was would have been too much though if they did that? I, think, I mean, it would have been like, really then nose, but dir- that's sort of what the character does. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but he's directly like, "Oh, I'm a comic book. You created me," sort of right. thing. Is that kind of a bit too far? I, I can see how it would work for a, for the comics better than it would work in the Absolutely. film. Like you, because you right. can you can take things a bit further in comics and like in in books and stuff than you can on in yeah. the, the film medium. I, I you know I wouldn't judge people who thought Didn't that it was it. too far. But speaking personally, I would eat that shit up. I feel like, um, and this has a name, and I can't think what it is is if you do something in a movie, and they did this in Star Wars Episode Seven. if you do something in a movie that people will find a bit silly or a bit, like, weird, like, for example, in Star, in Star Wars Episode Seven, having another Death Star, mm-hmm. if the characters then reference that as being right. silly, the yeah. audience is fine with it. I've heard of that. Like in Episode Seven, when they go, isn't it, um, you think... Like the entire time you're thinking, isn't Starkiller Base just another Death Star? As long as but they then, acknowledge what the audience is thinking, then it's fine. They'll gain the audience's trust and whatnot. Yeah, no, yeah, I and know they what go, oh, okay, about. they realize they realize this is sil- this is mm-hmm. similar and things like that. So yeah, if, I think if if he'd have gone, oh, you're Stan Lee, and he goes, yeah, I am. And he goes, you're really cool, and then sort of turns to the audience and goes, okay, maybe that was too far, and then walked off. Then that would have been like the perfect cameo. Like that would to me, if if Deadpool would have acknowledged Stan him mm-hmm. recognizing Stan Lee was too far, I think that would have been a good cameo. I mean, you know, I'm I'm fine that they didn't, but yeah, for me personally, again, I don't know if it would have been better for the film. Probably not, but for me personally, I I that would have probably mm. made me seal clap, like. <laughs> I, I would have really loved it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to like our favorite moments from the film, like um, favorite Easter eggs, just favorite things that, well, things that would have made you seal clap. Oh. Um, um, we already mentioned mine, which was the McAvoy or Stewart line. I I just yeah. I don't know why that line just killed me. There was. Well, I think the the thing I found funny about the film was when I came out of the I came out I came home and I looked on my computer uh, after the second time seeing it last uh, a week today. I look I looked and there was a load of articles and it said the illegal character in Deadpool, mm, mm-hmm. and I think that was the funniest thing to me. Just after seeing the movie, I realized because I I haven't I not encountered this character before. Uh, is is buddy called Hydra Bob? Right. Um, you know, in the final fight scene, when he's fighting all the dudes, and then he's about to kill one guy, and he stops, and he goes, "Yeah, Bob, it's Bob from Jacksonville or something." Yeah, 
Um, he has a friend called Hydra Bob in, and obviously they can't call him Hydra Bob because <laughs> Marvel Studios own Hydra. But I don't think I, I I I don't think Marvel Studios cares because it's such a small character, right? Because he just appears in Deadpool comics. He's kind of like this Hydra agent who's like, I work for Hydra as a job. Don't really like them. Yeah, That's and then Deadpool. Nine to five. <laughs> yeah, Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool kind of like punches him and things like that, and justifies it because he's part of Hydra. Um, so that was I. I found that really funny after the fact, just seeing they had this character and they were just they put it in and they put this character. I don't think they were really allowed to use, and they were just mm-hmm. like, if we just give him one, he's line. just a character named Bob. He could be any Bob. Yeah, <laughs> he's it's Bob like, from sure. Jacksonville. Yeah, Deadpool knows lots of bobs. I'm sure he does. All right, Jake, was, how that... about you? What was uh, what was one of your favorite moments or Easter eggs? Um, you guys kind of explained most of mine. Um, I, I honestly, my favorite character of the whole entire film was Colossus. I think they did an amazing freaking job doing him because he's the complete opposite of what Deadpool is. Yeah, so the straight man. it fit completely perfectly, yeah. And I don't. I just like the whole like banter between him and he was so that, patient, that wasn't was he? War. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I would have hit him uh, a lot more. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But <laughs> the whole yeah. banter between him and uh, the, the the lady, I can't remember her name. She's uh, she had the powers. Angel Death, Negasonic Not- Teenage Warhead. Oh, is not it, the teenager, uh, the other one. Yeah, oh, the, the, look, look, she's going to do the superhero landing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that just, it was kind of cool. The fact that Lay, like, she's like, oh, your your boobs hanging out. Oh, yeah, thank when you. it popped out and he's, like, <laughs> covering his eyes because he's a gentleman. Yeah, that's very much, that's very much Colossus. Um, yeah, it is pretty awesome. I assume yeah. you both caught this, that the final battle takes place on a downed helicarrier. Oh yeah, that was, oh, yeah. That was when, well because the when I when I saw it, I was like, why are they at like a, an aircraft carrier? Like this is really weird. And then, like when you get to see a bit more of it, you can clearly see like the turbines. I was like, oh my god, that's a helicarrier. Are they allowed <laughs> to use a helicarrier in this? I mean, I, I guess think they can. They can justify <laughs> it because it's like, well, you know, it's like a sci-fi concept. It's not owned by Marvel, but yeah. Now, um, I just imagine it's like the downed heli thing from uh, Winter Soldier, and they just yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, from what I understand, this movie technically does take place in the X Men yeah. film universe. So... It takes place after Apocalypse because of well, the Apocalypse takes place in the eighties, so yeah. But like, I think because they're rewriting it with the new sort of Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. Um, first class and things like that. They rewrote the timeline. It takes place in that new timeline. Yeah, because I so, was I was looking it up because I wasn't sure whether this was a standalone or whatnot. And uh, it is like at least on its Wikipedia, it's described as I think like the eighth movie in the X Men franchise. So, yeah. do you guys think there's going to be any like crossover, or is Deadpool going to kind of remain its own standalone thing that's technically I'd like to see in the universe, ex- but I'd like to see an X-Force movie. An R-rated X-Force movie. 
who all is in X Force? I keep hearing about this and people really it's... wanting an X Force movie, but I'm no, not familiar. This with is the this is material. like thing is I've heard about X Force and I don't. Is this really like know Marvel Suicide about. Squad or something? Yeah, it's like Psylocke, Deadpool, Wolverine, and it's basically like X Men, but really violent, like. All the uh, X-Men with anger issues. <laughs> yes, basically. Um, so, yeah, that's, I don't know that. Like, I This is one of the things I don't know that much about. But like, I've heard little bits and what they could do. And apparently they've confirmed an X-Force film, but they've not had a date or anything for it. Mm. Like, they said, we are going to make an X-Force film. But it's in very, very pre-production at this point. Mm-hmm. So... They're I think, probably waiting to see how well, like, Suicide Squad does, just to see yeah. how well kind of an ensemble of anti-heroes does. Because yeah. uh, everybody knows, you know, Avengers and stuff. People love teams of heroes. Well, let's wait and see how, how yeah. people respond to a team of anti-heroes. Yeah. I personally think, like, Suicide Squad is going to explode. I think people are going to love it. So yeah. this this other movie is probably going to get made. Yeah. And it's I probably going to make a billion dollars. I, ha- I have some problems with Suicide Squad so far, but I'm not. This isn't. That's a discussion for another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, it looks good, but there are. A few I've problems. heard lots of people talk. Personally, I think it looks amazing. I don't have any problems with it. At least none that I can think of. Um, I'm definitely. The thing is, I say I have problems with it. I'm absolutely seeing the film. There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind that I'm seeing that film. But like. I'll just I'll go briefly into this. I so will come back. I just want to briefly say this. Deadshot is one of my like favorite characters mm-hmm. in like all <laughs> comics. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Jake? Sorry, because I know exactly what he's going to say now. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's basically, and they've got they've got Will Smith to play Deadshot, and Will Smith <laughs> doesn't play bad guys, and Deadshot is a bad guy, right? And they, they're going to make him this sort of. The whole point about Deadshot is. He's a bad guy, but you mm. you understand why he's a bad guy, and he's sort of he's in the he's still in the morally gray middle area, but he's mm. definitely more towards the darker end of it. Like he's definitely, but Will Smith is like he only kills bad guys, and well, okay, but yeah, I, it's it's you can't really argue that Will Smith is a great actor. He whatever role he's in, he kills. Yeah. So yeah. and and. He doesn't take, you know, villain roles, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he can't play them. Absolutely. Well, so, yeah. I, I do understand where you're coming from and why you feel the hesitation. I'm uh, absolutely waiting for the movie to see. But, I'm not yeah, exactly. Making, uh, let's wait and see. Yeah. You could be 100% correct in that he I, does I'm not play this. him as villainous as he should, but let's. Because yeah. he's a great actor. Yeah. So I'm let's just. I'm, say, I, I've all, I, I'm saying this. I should preface this. If if he's a if he's a good dead shot and if he's a good actor in the film, fine. I will eat my words. I will have, <laughs> like I was wrong, but if he's not, I'm gonna be. I won't be annoyed, but I'll just be like, Ugh, just why, <laughs> why did you do this? Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, talking about X Force, uh, let's actually move on to. The sequel that the post-credit scene uh, oh, said was absolutely happening. Can, first, can we just talk about this post-credit scene? I died when it hit me that they were faithfully recreating the post-credit scene from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like I died. I've not, I've not seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. 
But I well, know that after credit scene. <laughs> what? Yeah. It. I mean. I mean faithfully the mm. the robe he was wearing, the hallway, the wallpaper. It was like what the hell? It was perfect. Like they <laughs> recreated it down to the last detail. And when I realized that, like it killed me because I absolutely love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Right. Uh, and they said in no uncertain terms there will be a sequel, and Cable will be in it. Now, can you please yes. explain to me who Cable is? Because everybody's flipping <laughs> their shit okay. about it, and I don't know who the hell he is. <laughs> I okay, this is this is getting towards the territory where I'm like, okay, this might be fa- hazy, but what I believe is Cable is Cyclops's son from the future. Of course, uh, like you know the the sort of kind of days of future past future though. You know he's he's got the mutant. Scar and he's got like part of like an alternate future timeline or something. Yeah, it's it's really complicated. It's, it's really <laughs> hard to try and explain. It's like shocking, but he's comic books and complex stuff. Oh. But um, yeah, he's kind of he's Alex Summers' son from the or grandson from the future, and he's apparently got like nearly like Jesus or God like super like superpower mutant mutations, but. Mm. The metal that, because he's got like a metal arm and like he's got a metal eye, some of that like inhibits his powers. So I think he has basically a healing ability and a few other things which I'm not too sure of. But the reason it's a big deal is because, well, De- when Deadpool was originally created in New Mutants back in the 90s, he was, it was for a, basically a villain for Cable. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like, because Cable was quite powerful. So the two like, characters have been like tied together from the <laughs> Yeah, and they go on, but then it kind of turned into, oh, we fought when we first met, and then Cable's like, Cable's again the straight guy, so he'd, he'd be playing the Colossus role. Like, he'd be Colossus in the second mm. film. But um, he is, he's, a, he's a different character, he's a lot more gritty and things like that, but he's not a funny character. He's very sort of the straight man and things like that. Which would inherently make him funny in a movie like this. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but then, it's like, for some reason, he keeps getting put with Deadpool to save <laughs> the world. And it's just like, every time he gets put with him, he's like, why do I have to do this with you again? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like he's in the Deadpool game, if you've ever played that. and I think. And they... Ex- like they explained in the after credit scene, we're gonna have cable with time travel and everything. So <laughs> it's they said that, and I was like, oh no, because uh, uh, it's very complicated how they do things. Well, if anybody can do it, they can. Yeah, Jake, how about you? What are you? Uh, what are you expecting from the sequel? You expressed some, some, not really concerns, but some issues with this one. What are you hoping they kind of rectify with the next one? And story wise. What are you expecting in a sequel now that they've got the origin story over and done with? Well, the you explaining Cable just makes me think it's going to be even better for them because <laughs> you know they're going to be calling out that complicated bullshit oh, when yeah. it comes to the character. Like he'll so just turn to the camera and be like, how convoluted is this, folks? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I don't expect anything less, so I don't think that's going to be a problem. But yeah... 
I think the thinking of Cable and how serious he is, that is going to be like the perfect combination. Yeah. Between Especially the two. if he has a larger role than Colossus, if he's like a constant companion throughout the movie, constantly right. kind of just rolling his eyes at Deadpool, like, come on, man. Like, yeah. dude. <laughs> be yeah. serious for two seconds, I, please. <laughs> exactly. I I hope we get more of Colossus in the second film. I think the whole, oh, you should join the X-Men thing is like foreshadowing. I think that might actually happen somewhere. That's mm-hmm. one but of the things in the comics where um, they won't let Deadpool be an X-Men in the comics because <laughs> he's such a brutal character. Um, and he's yeah. like a fanboy of the X-Men in the comics. Oh, okay. It's like, so it's it's kind of like a joke. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, okay. carry on. Sorry. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. I, th- I think that's a, the good way to go is get the buddy-buddy film mm-hmm. and uh, go that route. Yeah, that would be the best like buddy cop movie ever. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's essentially like, he's essentially like Deathstroke. Like he's that serious character. Well, and uh, Even though... wasn't wasn't Deadpool created as kind of a parody of Deathstroke? Yeah, that's why. That's why their names say, are yeah. like basically the same. Slade Wilson yeah. and Wade Slade Wilson. Wilson and Wade Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Like Deadpool was was created as a a sort of a mirror yeah. of Deathstroke. And so that'd be interesting. I saw something explaining. Um, why Deadpool is so crazy and weird it's because when he was in the New Mutants and then he came back as sort of an anti-hero later on uh, maybe like a few months later because people were like this guy was really interesting we want to see more of this character and then he got his own series eventually sometime in the mid 90s uh, written by the guy who created him originally Rob Liefeld and then it went on for a little while, but I but I know they got cancelled after a bit. And when comics get cancelled, they normally get like six issues warning. So it's like you got six more issues and then you're off Deadpool. Right. Wrap things up. <laughs> yeah. And they realised that they could just do anything because they were already <laughs> getting cancelled. Right. So they were just yeah. like, right, no one's reading this we can do what we want. So they just like wrote all this crazy shit and things like that. And that's how Deadpool was really created. Like he broke the wall. He did this. So ironically, the character that everyone watches is the one was created because nobody was reading him. As a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So now, um, in a sequel, are we hoping that he is still with Vanessa? Are we hoping, because Vanessa was such a great character, but are we hoping... Well, do we do we want him to still be kind of tied to her, or do we want? What, I want her thoughts? to. Be, I want her to have her powers from the comics. Oh, what are? I didn't realize she was a character from the comics. Um, what What is she, she in the comics? She is. She's a character called Shadowcat. I think oh, it's Shadowcat. Okay, I think. Um, I think um, I've heard of that character. Oh, it, no, that was that be... what, okay, most of my knowledge of Marvel characters that aren't in like the current movies comes yep. from the Spider-Man cartoon from the nineties. Yeah. Uh, oh, was no. she the one in that? Uh, well, I don't know if Shadowcat's the right name, but I know her power was. You know, Mystique could transform into anyone she wants. Correct. It's it's that. Oh, but okay. 
it's 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 a di- slightly different power. Like mm. she can transform into stuff on the molecular level, so she can transform into a wardrobe. So she can literally become something, not just appear yeah. as something. That's kind of cool. But she oh, doesn't you make... mean. You mean copycat, right? Copycat. Copycat. Oh yeah, I knew Shadowcat was Shadowcat's Kitty Pride. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I said Shadowcat. I'm like, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it. I would like her to have that, and but she basically really uses it mainly to transform into other people and look like different people to get into places. So it's uh, she's very similar to Mystique in that way. Do they have any kind of relationship whatsoever in the comics, or is this I purely a cinematic believe... pairing? I think it's a cinematic pairing. Like, who do we own? Like, who can we use that people will be like, "Oh, it's that character." Mm-hmm. Now I've like, heard. Like, um, I've heard that uh, Deadpool in the comics is meant to be pansexual, and Ryan Reynolds has mentioned that he would love for Deadpool to have a boyfriend yeah. in the next movie. What are your thoughts on that? I'm completely fine with that. I I really have no opinion on it. Like, if they do it, fine. If they don't. I mean, they kind fine. of they they kind of hinted at that in the scene that you mentioned earlier from the very beginning, the, you know, I have a soft spot, but I also have hard spots, you know, that came out wrong, or did it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be down with it, as long as they gave a good explanation as to why he's not with Vanessa anymore, because I thought they were a great couple. Yeah, as long as it, as long as they gave an explanation, or, yeah, as long as it was well written, I wouldn't care. I kind of feel like, I mean, they wrote her so well, and she was played so well, and she's yeah, such a memorable was, character that it, I, I cannot see them like yeah. just not having her in the sequel and just being like, "Oh, we broke up and whatever." Like I don't yeah, see the, them writing her out. The thing is, um, excuse me. She said um, she said something that hinted towards her already having her mutant powers. Like oh. you know, when she's cat, and I don't know why. I don't. I don't know if they didn't. They hinted at it, but they weren't allowed to actually do it because of the budget constraints or what, what have you. Uh, when when Ajax captures her and she's on the helicarrier... You mean Francis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I just remember the spell, <laughs> spelling it out. Because um, <laughs> he uh, had to pull that guy's pants down. It was <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, but he, um, she says... He says something that's like, you're the damsel in distress. And she goes, well, I'm not. I've played, I've played many roles. I've never been a damsel. And it's like, mm. like that many roles line is the copycat. Like, it's hinting at she already has this power. She just that was probably just meant to be sort of a, a, yeah. an Easter egg in the dialogue. Not necessarily meant to mean yeah. anything in-universe, but to the people who are in the know. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, probably just something to kind of make him golf clap. Like, oh, very nice. Yes, I yeah. respect that. It's like we know this character is this in the comics. We'll just put one line of dialogue. All right. Well, wrapping up, I think we've discussed the crap out of this movie. Uh, we all really enjoy it. Um, what would you guys rate this movie? Let's give them fun ratings. Me, I give it ten bullets right up Main Street. Uh, I'm going to give it um, nine chimichangas out of ten. <laughs> and Jake, how about you? 
Um, God, I'm not creative enough to do this. <laughs> um, um, I'd say I give it an eight, uh, eight grilled cheese faces out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, grilled cheese faces. Oh god. Oh, something we didn't talk about is T.J. Miller. It's T.J. Miller, fantastic. Yeah, I cannot wait for the Blu-ray to come out because you know that there is going to be a Lino-Rama gag reel of them going on for like 20 minutes just improving <laughs> those. Yeah. You know it. TJ There's Miller with... T- I, just, I know we were supposed to be wrapping it up, but just TJ Miller's stuff whenever he was on screen, I was just laughing my head off. No, yeah, like, definitely. Ryan Reynolds was funny, but that was like scripted funny. You know TJ Miller was just improving and just like not going completely off script when he was doing that. Yeah, he's uh, well, uh, he's honestly hilarious in everything he's in. Yeah. Uh, he even made the first, like, third of that latest Transformers movie palatable. Oh. The, the rest of it was terrible, and yeah. then he died. Uh, but, <laughs> spoiler alert, I don't know if anybody yeah, cares. I don't really care uh, about that. Personally, I, he's great in everything. And, like, a lot of people don't realize that he's the... Uh, uh, the cameraman in Cloverfield. He's is he? Yeah, he's the narrator. Oh, yeah. Basically, he's yeah. Hud. Uh, oh. He's hilarious. Yeah, he is. And... Like his fav- my favorite line was when I think it was as Deadpool's going to the uh, mansion to get Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead to go and fight them to go and fight Ajax. He um, <laughs> he Francis. just goes, "I'd go with you, Wade, but I don't want to." Yeah, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. He was such like a realistically, but it was like a almost a realistically funny character. Like you know, people like that that yeah. say that. It's very genuine. Like yeah. he wasn't. It. He was saying lines, but not as though he were saying lines. Yeah, it's it like great. they got. It's. It's like that. The film almost felt like they got when T.J. Miller and uh, Ryan Reynolds on screen. It's almost like they just put a camera in front of them and just went, just have a conversation. Just I think go. they probably did for a lot of that. <laughs> Like, you don't write dialogue for T.J. Miller. You give him, you know, you tell him what the conversation is about, and then he just takes it from there. Oh, God, that was was so good. (laughs) All right, well, this has been a really, really fun conversation. Uh, Yeah. I hope you guys will both be back for future episodes. Uh, Thank you guys for coming on. Hopefully. Hopefully hopefully it won't be (laughs) next time we come on. Well, it, no offense, <laughs> not going to have you both on at the same time again, because this is just, it's one thirty in the morning. I don't normally stay up this late. Uh, oh, yeah. This is not happening again, <laughs> unless one of you guys uh, wants to be the one to take the bullet and and yeah. be up at uh, some ungodly hour. I'll, I'll, uh, be, I'll, I'll be up at some ungodly hour. I will, I'm used to that. I will gladly have both of you back on separately. Yeah. But this is just, these time zones are too spread out to, to <laughs> all be featured in one episode. Uh, but thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh, I really had a good time discussing this. I hope you guys did too. Oh, yeah. um, before we go, do either of you have anything you guys want to plug? Where can we find you on the interwebs? Uh, ben, go ahead. I, uh, you can find me on... On the gr- on the group in Geeks Corner, probably commenting on something to do with Arrow because that's basically everything that I post. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, then you uh, you will enjoy the podcast that God I'm recording later today uh, <laughs> after I sleep. 
uh, <laughs> I will be recording the Comics on TV episode. Oh. So stay tuned for that. I'm sorry, continue. Right. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at the BM Davis. I don't really, don't really go on it that much. Maybe like once every few days, but follow me. It'd be nice. And I also have another podcast that I do with some friends here where we basically set up a mic. I have some comic book topics and we just talk and riff about them. Um, it's called, it's on iTunes. It's called um, Only Fools and Comics. Uh, I've, I've linked to it, I think, last time in the group. So please check it out. We're, we're trying. We're really trying. Well, if you go ahead and uh, send me the links after the show's over, I will gladly put them okay. uh, Thank you. in the show notes. Okay. And Jake, how about you? Where can we find you? Um, nowhere. No one should find me ever. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> in the group page, like Ben said, I'm, I rarely post about anything. I comment about anything. But, you know, you see me around once in a while if it's got something to do with the new Batman review or whatever. Um... <laughs> Um, I do have a Twitter, and I'm kind of using it now, but I'm kind of realizing that Twitter is kind of just pure chaos, but if you want to follow me, it is at, uh, Moleman1, yes, I know, that's an awful name, but it's just, it is what it is, and, uh, I have, I also do have my own podcast and my own podcasting network at pwpop.com, we do, uh, pop culture and pro wrestling. So that's it. And I was actually a guest on two of your uh, podcasts. We talked about Star Wars a lot. And actually, yep. uh, little known fact, Jake here is the one who kind of got me into this whole podcasting thing by having me on his show. He and Kevin, who you all might recall was my first guest in the last episode. Uh, I loved it so much that I thought, hey, I've got a group on Facebook. We talk about geeky things. That could be a podcast. Why not? And here we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, like Ben and Jake, am on Twitter but don't really use it. I am at Sith Master Josh. I'm pretty much at Sith Master Josh on all of social media. Um, uh, I am sort of a writer. Uh, you can find my website at imjrwalker.com. Please like me. Uh, or don't, honestly. At this point, who cares, right? I'm a social media thing. I've missed one of my many social media things. <laughs> uh, you can um, always find me in the Geeks Corner group on Facebook. I am the moderator there. I'm in there all day, every day, because I have no life. Uh, <laughs> so come join our group. We have a blast. We welcome everybody. Um most of us are lurkers, well, most of them are lurkers. We've got like 300 and something people in the group and like 12 post regularly. But those 12 <laughs> post really regularly, so there's lots of stuff going on. Oh, in yeah. There. Uh, so yeah, come find us on Facebook at Geek's Josh, Corner. I yeah. missed the social media thing. Oh, okay, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am on YouTube. Um, you'll see some comedy, well, semi-comedy, semi tried really hard Daredevil fight <laughs> scenes that I've done. Um, uh, that I am the B if you just type in the BM videos, it'll come up. It'll come up as with my channel, with my dumb face on the um, thumbnail. So yeah, please check me out. Also you know, student the the videos that I like are on there. 
are called Student Daredevil. Jeez. <laughs> you know, technically, Geeks Corner does have a YouTube channel, uh, because a couple <laughs> of years ago, I got this bright idea that members of the group would have their own shows on there. I vaguely and remember was, No, it was going to be brilliant. Like, I was going <laughs> to review everything that Joss Whedon had ever done. There were going to be people <laughs> who were going to do game reviews and stuff like yep. that. But, uh, shocker, <laughs> everybody, myself included, uh, just completely dropped the ball. And everybody got, like, one episode of stuff out and then just never did anything ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so don't look for us on YouTube because technically we're there, but we don't produce anything. Uh, I'm hoping that this podcast thing yeah. takes off a bit better. Yeah. Anywho, thank you both for being my guest. This was you, an absolute blast. I can't wait to have you guys back on. And thank you to all like twelve of you who are probably listening to this right now. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen us. to this. Again. I'm gonna listen to this again. <laughs> okay, thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's call it fifteen, counting the three of us, because hopefully we'll need to listen to it again. <laughs> yeah, this I'll was pull. really fun. Wait, make it twenty. I'll force it on my friends. There you go. Yeah, everybody, please share. <laughs> we're we're nice people. We're entertaining. Hopefully. Uh, so thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Geeks Corner podcast, and I have been Josh Walker. See ya. <laughs>